0: From Variety, I'm Michael Schneider. Comedian, Daily Show correspondent, and Crazy Rich Asians co-star Ronnie Chang grew up in Singapore, where the animated series South Park was banned when it first launched. Of course, that just made him want to watch it even more. I was living in Singapore when it first came out, and it was banned in Singapore.
1: Oh yeah? Because of the content, and that made it even more... Like like what what is this cartoon that got banned in Singapore? What's going on? And so now I don't know what the vibe is in America. But when I think of South Park, I think of kind of controversial, crude jokes and humor. But it's actually so much more than yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it, it's not about poop jokes and um, you know whatever like cringe humor. It's actually very like high level satire. Yeah. Especially I, I like to tell people, watch it from if you don't like South Park or if you're trying to get into South Park, watch it from present watch it backwards. Yeah. Don't watch it from the start to the finish. Watch it backwards. You actually have a better time watching it backwards cause the issues, you see the contemporary issues played out in yeah. the episodes more. You know? Yeah. So I actually watched South Park backwards, Like because I wasn't I it was always on my periphery but I never got into it when I was in college, in university. Uh-huh. And and then I watched one episode um, kind of like the latest episode, and then I watched it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is great!" And then I start watching backwards. Yeah, and it was like it's like a reverse binge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. reverse binge. It, South Park. I believe you reverse binge if you if you've never watched it before or you're not you've you've kind of fallen off it. Watch it backwards. Don't you know you don't necessarily have to watch it in order. Yeah, unless yeah. it's a part one, part two, and then obviously you got to watch the part one before the part two. Yeah, right? but watching it backwards actually. Gives you appreciation for how immediate it was. Yeah,
0: that's a great idea because yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of the stories are very contemporary yeah. because because of the way they were able to flip the the animation so yeah, fast. Yeah, six days, six days yeah.
1: to air was the documentary about South Park. I yeah. don't know if people know that there's this is documentary called Six Days to Air, and it's it shows them writing, animating, voicing the episode, and then airing it. They yeah. turn it over in six days, and that was what ten years ago. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't know what the technology is like now, but back then they 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 were able to figure out episode and you watch them writing and i guess i can relate because i wrote my tv series of that idea of like you know five five people in a room just trying to figure it out and you have six days to finish the project and it literally takes like four days to write out the episode and the first three days there's nothing yeah and then you're like oh it's over yeah we we we, ourselves because we can't come (laughs) out with a new episode and then suddenly something clicks and then it works and then you know Yeah. yeah like the 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 spurts of creativity you're watching that documentary is very interesting, you know.
0: I'm Michael Schneider, and on this edition of the podcast, we talk to Ronnie Chang about his comedy influences, including South Park, as well as his Australian sitcom, Ronnie Chang International Student, now streaming on Comedy Central's app. It's another edition of my favorite episode. Come on down South Park and
1: meet some friends, of mine. my favorite episode's about to start.
0: My favorite episode.
1: Coming real, it's the next episode.
0: Ronnie Chang was born in Malaysia, but grew up in both New Hampshire and Singapore before going to law school in Australia. It was his experience down under that inspired the Australian sitcom Ronnie Chang International Student. The show, which was nominated for a 2018 Australian Writers Guild Award, stars Chang as a Malaysian student who's come to Australia to study law, even though he doesn't want to be a lawyer. He's also currently on the big screen in Crazy Rich Asians, playing Eddie Chang, Nick's status-obsessed cousin. And of course, he continues to serve as a correspondent on The Daily Show. IndieWire recently sat down with Chang to discuss his show, as well as Crazy Rich Asians and his favorite episode of TV of all time, the 2006 South Park episode, Make Love, Not Warcraft. Yeah. I mean,
1: we're at Peak TV and you're asking me for my favorite episode. Not even favorite series, but favorite episode. That yeah. was
0: tough. Oh, I'm getting specific yeah. on you. It's yeah, it's very tough. Yeah. Um,
1: it's a good question as well. Yeah, Because yeah. you can tell a lot about a person by that. You know, When you asked me, I was like, oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, a, yeah, exactly. I'm putting yeah. you on the spot. So, yeah, absolutely. So. Oh, I mean, but I gave you time.
1: Yeah, you, well, you give me two hours. So <laughs> thanks a lot. But, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, for for two hours notice, I'm happy my answer. You know what I mean? I could take a week to really kind of figure out which one it was, but you asked me, you know, top of my head, I, I went with this one. So
0: it's it's a great answer. So it's the for War sure. of Warcraft episode <laughs> yeah. of South Park. <laughs> South fuck yeah. So 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 let's let's talk about yeah. that. So uh, you know, in in sort of forcing you to decide within in two hours split notice, uh, how how'd you come across uh, War of Warcraft episode? Um,
1: well, first of all, to narrow it down was tough. Yeah, and um, lots of great TV shows out there. Uh, uh, you know, I remember recommending stuff to friends. So it's interesting when you ask me that I didn't actually go with. Like, I feel like South Park is in a weird way underrated. Yeah, you know, it's been going for so long. Its standards are so high. It's the, the satirical element is always on the nose. Um, the, the, the scripts are very well written. If you analyze it from a if you're if you're a writing geek and you analyze how they write the episodes, the story arc, the AB story, the crisscross, re- resolution. Uh, also, the humor is very much on my alley. Uh, in term- Not just the cringe humor, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that deeper layer, um, and that, uh, you know, the shows where nobody wins, right? Yeah. So like Seinfeld, like Curb, where in the end everybody loses. South Park has that as well. You know, everybody loses at the end. There's no real winner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then, it, then it kind of resets in, yeah. in, in the next episode. Yeah. So. so
1: I I appreciate that. You know, absurdism and also the the nihilistic like tones of it, and yeah. the, and the on the nose satirical, uh, uh, you know, layers of the of the series. Yeah. And I was thinking about that series and my favorite episode of it and. There's so many times When I've sat there You know how jaded we are We watch so much You know I work in comedy You watch so much TV We watch How often do we Laugh out loud Just looking at something And pausing the episode And having to like Laugh and process What just happened Yeah yeah exactly And you know So many moments In South Park So I was trying to remember All the moments When that happened It's so Because I remember Having those moments In South Park And uh, the one that jumped to mind was World of Warcraft. Because yeah. I remember there was hype for it. Before the episode came out, there was hype hype for the episode, like South Park is doing a World of Warcraft episode. And, and um, you know, I, I was, you know, the I think it's called Machima, Machina. What do you yeah, call yeah, when yeah, you, yeah, yeah. When you make TV shows based on video games, using the animation for yeah, video yeah, games. Yeah,
0: like uh, Machinima, is that? Yeah, a, Machinima. Yeah,
1: Machinima, yeah. Um, you know, Red versus Blue, pioneered it in Halo. Yeah. And then it kind of, so... For them to do it was kind of cool. It appealed to my uh, computer geeky side, um, and I actually don't play World of Warcraft. That's the <laughs> that, that's the funny that's thing. the thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I never played it. I never got. I never. I haven't played a single second of World of Warcraft. I remember when it was big. I was in university at the time when it was big. I lost a lot of friends to it. Yeah, like they spent they spent money and their lives, so much time into this fucking game. Yeah, which and and. I'm a I'm a huge video gamer by the way, but I can't play first or third person shooters. It's my, it, I think it helped my life a lot because if I play those kind of first person or third person shooters, I, I actually get dizzy. Yeah. So because of that, I never got addicted to those kind of games. You know, I got addicted to other kinds of games, but not that. Um, but I appreciate video game culture. I appreciate the storytelling in video games. So. Um, South Park mixing video games was like right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember watching the episode and, you know, it jumps from South Park into the the World of Warcraft world where if you never watched the episode, they use the World of Warcraft game to have to play out the episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual animation. I mean, it's, yeah. it's legit.
1: And I, I always wondered because there were some parts of the episode where the, the characters were doing things that, I felt couldn't have been in the game, but I never played the game, so I don't know for sure. But I felt like there was special animation made for South Park. There, the, the characters were doing things which I don't think you could do in-game. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure about this, but, you know. Yeah. yeah, uh, And just, uh, again, I mean, it's hard to talk about without going to specifics. And, again, I I actually haven't watched it in, in years. And so, as in that episode, I haven't seen it in years. And so when you asked me, I remember that was the one that stood out, but I can't, I I didn't rewatch, I didn't cheat. I didn't rewatch it before (laughs) this podcast. Yeah. But I do remember, you know, the, how on the nose it was with, with dealing with people who (laughs) were so into the game and the kids become like these just disgusting you know blobs. So yeah yeah exactly dudes, they, all they do is With play the, the kids zits, yeah. and then they're they're completely <laughs> yeah. overweight yeah and, and they're like and... having diarrhea in buckets because yeah. they can't be go going to the toilet <laughs> exactly exactly and I yeah, think Car- 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 Cartman
0: of course alright major stone shield potions should be oh god I'm gonna
1: have diarrhea again uh, uh, you can't go to the bathroom you're stacking thunder armor it's okay ma'am bathroom what huh? Um?
0: bathroom bathroom Oh, that's a big boy, isn't he? All right, can he drink your elixir of the mongoose? I'm now going to use mocking blow. Yeah,
1: and there was something about I think there was this troll who became overpowered in the game. Yeah. And so to defeat them they had to level up, but the only thing they could kill to level up were like, you know, uh, um these like very low level rats or or grunts or worth like, you know, very low experience points. So to level up that, they had to kill like, you know, like millions of those things just to get to that yeah, high level. Yeah, it
0: took them took them weeks and yeah. weeks, <laughs> and, and that's when they did the like the the Karate Kid montage yeah, with yeah. the music of them like powering up, and and that's when they got fat and, yeah, and disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know what's funny is that that episode is twelve years old, which is insane. I can't even. I didn't know that. Um, but it still feels really kind Contemporary. of... Contemporary. Real- yeah, just change the game. You know, instead, you yeah. know, it, it's, uh, you know, instead of that, maybe it's, you know, for for the young kids. I have young kids, so, right. so I know what they're obsessed with right, right. now. And, and uh, you know, like Roblox Minecraft. and It's and, Minecraft and, and, again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite is the again, game yeah. that everyone is, is playing now. But, but the, the whole idea of the... The kids sitting on the couch for hours on end hasn't changed. It hasn't so it's changed. still very relevant.
1: And yeah, there were really cool um like uh I think Randy's dad got involved in it yeah yeah and um yeah
0: and i could relate to that being yeah. the, 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 the the noob the noob dad who yeah yeah <laughs> kind yeah. of is awful at yeah. it my like my kids want me to play with them all the time and then i come in and i am terrible because i'm a noob and, and at some point i'm like guys you don't want me playing this with you <laughs> but that's nice that they ask you to play they want yeah. to get involved with you yeah exactly were you ever
1: in video games were you ever into it
0: not not to that extent, because, right. you know, I. By, by the time, like, all that gaming kind of came out, I, I think I was too busy <laughs> covering TV and right. watching TV. So right. so I was going to say about South Park, because you mentioned you're right, and that South Park is so underrated these days because we forget when South Park came out in like 98 it was so revolutionary it was so that was one of those things where you got the tape you got the VHS tape and I got the screener and I ran back to my apartment and would show my friends and I'd have friends over and whenever I had a friend over I'd be like you gotta watch the pilot to this new show because it is it's like nothing you've ever seen before yeah and and we kind of take it for granted now so so tell me more you you mentioned how it was banned in Singapore when you were how, how how old were you when it launched like 98 99 i
1: feel like it was 90 was it 96 or 95 or anyway, yeah it was around
0: there but you were you were yeah. you're still a kid right yeah so, i was 10 years old yeah.
1: um and it came out and it made the news for being banned for you know swearing or something uh, you know and i i remember i think we only caught glimpses of it in Singapore, I can't remember how we caught glimpses. The fact they reported it as censored probably didn't help because it made us want to, you know, watch it even more.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, especially as like, you know, a 10, 11, 12-year-old, yeah, you're, yeah. Like, you're like, what is this? What is
1: this? And then all I remember was images of that, that paper cutout animation style and um mr poopy mr hanky sorry yeah Hankey, yeah and <laughs> yeah, he like, oh mr. this, this thing is a is a piece of shit that's talking right and immediately like, what is going on here I, but i was no stranger to adult animation because i would stay up late at night to watch uh i don't know if you remember like all the adult animations like the critic mm-hmm. remember the critic yeah, John? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that was i would stay up to watch it. i was like this is awesome like i would yeah. stay up till it, it would air in singapore like after midnight for some reason you know like like, always, like, look out for it when I saw it on the TV listings that day. I'd be like, oh, I gotta stay up and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, like, no stranger to, like, adult animation. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, did you watch
0: much Simpsons back then? Yeah, yeah, I
1: did. I did watch a lot of Simpsons, uh, Simpsons Ed in Singapore. And uh, what was the other one? I mean, there's a lot of children's cartoons that were ahead of their time, you know. Like, um, you know, Batman is arguably a very you know uh adult kind of animation yeah. animated series i remember obscure ones people don't know captain simeon and the space monkeys um i remember X- exo squad like there were some cartoons that you watch and you're like man this is awesome like the story's great the animation's great it's for kids but it's like it's not dumbed down uh-huh. you know and those are my favorite things which is why i also like uh adventure time uh i mean obviously rick and morty yeah like i feel like Adventure Time is for kids, but it's also not, you know what I mean? Like, the oh, great kids' shows have things for kids and adults. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's on yeah. multiple levels. Yeah, yeah. multiple levels. Yeah. So, I uh, um, I mean, South Park was a parody of a kids' show because it was purely meant for adults. But, I mean, I, I was no stranger to, like, you know, I was very sick of these. I, I never got into the overly obvious kiddie kind of cartoons. Yeah. You know, I was always about the, um, the ones that... Or you could tell what like kind of deeper had cool storylines. Yeah, and yeah. I want just all sort of kiddie and you know, like positive and yeah. Is
0: is there anything that you, you think really formed your your sort of comedic sensibilities back then? Like as a kid growing up, was there anything like specifically about comedy that that no. kind of like contributed to your sense of humor these days?
1: No, I can't. I, if I, I mean, I'm sure there was, but I can't think of anything. I mean. Seinfeld was great. I watched it as a kid and I did tell my mom when I was a kid, like, I want to try that someday. You see the segments when Seinfeld would do stand-up in the episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I want to try that someday but I mean, I didn't do anything about it for like 20 years. So, maybe maybe the only thing I got when I was a kid that influenced my comedy was the idea of like, complaining as humor. Uh Because a lot of stand-up is complaining. Like, complaining about stuff and the idea of you can... You can't complain about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like usually as a kid, you're just kind of supposed to accept it. But the idea of like complaining and making your point through humor, like showing yeah. how dumb whatever you're complaining about is yeah. through humor was probably something I got yeah. from Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and probably from some, some of the uh, the comedic animated shows you're watching yeah. too. So at least a sense of irony probably. Yeah. Because again, we we forget that the until a lot of these animated shows came along – the irony wasn't like uh, the the norm sure and yeah. and we speaking of shows that we kinda uh you know take for granted now Simpsons obviously changed yes. everyone's sense of humor I yes. think in the entire world yes. and and changed how we sort of you know with quick cuts and and Absurdity Absurdism, and, yeah. And obviously that that's what helped led to, you know, South Park. When South Park came on, it really, like, other than Simpsons and, and Critic and maybe two others, there still weren't many adult animated shows. No. And then the floodgates opened out there. Yeah. South Park came. Family and, and, guy. Yeah, yeah, and reminded yeah. everyone, oh, yeah, you can still do this and not just be the Simpsons. Yes. Yes. So absolutely. you mentioned you got to South Park relatively later. Yes. What, who who? Uh, how did you get introduced to that?
1: No, but I mean South Park is always in the public consciousness. Yeah. It's like we take it for granted because it's always on, and um, it, you know it hasn't stopped airing. So it's of, It's like Simpsons. Like we don't even. It's not. It doesn't feel like must watch TV because you feel like it's always there. I, that's my opinion anyway. And so I can't remember what it was that got me back onto it i was definitely in university at law school in australia and um you know it's very much tied into internet internet culture of you know watching shows illegally through various means whatever it is so in south park is suited for that because it's short yeah 22 minutes you know it's very suited for like it's basically suited for pirating like yes yeah. it's, it's almost perfect for pirating really because yeah. it's it's so it's such a small file size, and also the humor is very you know um uh, uh like uh suited to that demographic of internet users yeah. get and so um uh a combination of kind of you know being a college student and um having time and uh having you know being on the computer a lot just kind of led me back to South Park and yeah. And watching again and yeah and and I have a bigger appreciation for it now, after writing my own t v show of how well written they are, yeah, and they and watching them talk about it in the documentary, Six days to air, they say like it's there was a they made a good point that i I related to very strongly when I was writing about how it's never perfect, like they 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 always felt like it's it's over, like oh, this was the worst episode ever, and then it turns out to be. The best episode they've ever done, you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. they, they kept having those feeling that that feeling of like, oh fuck, we fucked it up now like we this this sucks, yeah. Yeah, but then, it's,
0: it's funny because you probably, like, usually the ones that you thought nailed it are the ones that, that sucked, ultimately maybe, yeah. <laughs> aren't, as, aren't as good. Sure, sure. Um, I, I do love, by the way, that, uh, you know, a memo to, to Viacom that you were uh, pirating uh, South yeah, Park tell uh, shout back, out. back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> pirating South Park. Uh,
1: but, I mean, yo, in, that's how a lot of culture spreads through piracy, yeah. you know? Like, that's how we walk, that's how everyone got into Broad City in Australia. We got into Broad City because we pirated it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's. And then it became must watch TV. So, I mean, I'm not trying to justify it, but in a weird way. You know, hey,
0: you know what? It got you to Viacom and Comedy Central. Yeah, so yeah. somehow, you know, it it all it all worked out. Yeah, um, yeah. So so tell me the story of of Australia because I, I know obviously sure. you've lived uh, around the world. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, you know, eventually you you lived uh, in New Hampshire, right? Is that yeah? So yeah. I uh,
1: my parents I, I was born in Malaysia, and then my parents huh. um, went to college very late in life. Uh-huh. They went to college after they had two kids in their late 30s. And so they went to college in New Hampshire, so they brought us along. So I was there for like about four years, and then we were like good immigrants, so we went back. We didn't stay in America. (laughs) We went back. We got. We went back to where we came from. Uh And so I was in. uh, I was in Singapore for like ten years, and then I applied for college in Australia. I went to law school in Australia. Yeah. yeah. So
0: why why Australia?
1: Uh, At uh, law school in Australia is undergraduate, so meaning it's shorter and Uh cheaper. Uh, also my sister was there also was it was to be honest it was a little bit of it was almost the path of least resistance because i really wanted to go back to america but i couldn't justify the undergrad plus postgrad of law school and also my sister you know i had no family there i'd start from scratch and i got i was accepted into australia so i was like all right just you know it was a bit of path of least resistance to be honest and i was just trying to get out of singapore at that time, I was very much like I just need to get out of here. So yeah, I just, yeah. I
0: need to watch South Park episodes. Yeah, so. I need to
1: pirate South Park <laughs> yeah. without being, you know, uh, censored. So yeah. I, I went to Australia and did. I went to law school there and I did two degrees in five years at University of Melbourne and, um, and then just started doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. I started doing stand up. And,
0: and actually, then the re- rest is history. And, yeah. and, history, and yeah. now you're writing about your experience. Yeah. So, so it, it paid off. You, you may not be practicing law, but ultimately. Going to law school in Australia yeah. turned turned into a series, into
1: a story. Yeah, into a story. So yeah, I guess you never know where the you know opportunities lead you. Yeah, and what yeah. Your, what your, how it, how it'll benefit you later on. So how
0: how did you decide to uh, turn that into a series?
1: Yeah. So I was approached by uh, the ABC in Australia, not to be confused with the ABC in America. Right. Uh, ABC in Australia is it's kind of like the PBS, uh, but with more scripted stuff. Um, so it's a government funded channel. Um and they approached me to write a comedy show for them, and they said, you know, just come up with a pitch and pitch it to us, and so um, I was thankful that me and my co-creator, Declan Fay, um, he and I got together and he counseled me on it, uh, and I was fortunate that I was just experienced enough, still very green to showbiz and storytelling and comedy, but I was experienced enough to know that i needed to tell a story that no one else had told before that's yeah. how you get cool stories right right and i was thinking about what what's the story that i could tell that no one else could tell and that was the story of international students in uh australia studying in australia and the thing about international students from asia studying in western countries australia us uk canada is that it so many of us do it we in asia we go overseas to study mm-hmm. western education in colleges and universities and then you know we we we're there and then we finish our degrees we stay a couple years maybe and then we go back and and then we send our kids there it's a generational thing you know and in australia it's a billion dollar industry i'm sure it's a billion dollar industry in america and, and the uk and so with this much money this many people you know, I I felt it was it was uh and it's it's such a part of the Australian story that these people come in study and then leave you know and no one ever tells that story no one's able to tell that story so I I wanted to kind of capture that and and um uh, tell and tell that story which is a part of the Australian story yeah yeah and I think it's part of the American story as well and, yeah and the way the East interacts with the West in these days especially is a lot of it interacts through um, the universities and colleges. Because that's where, if you're American, that's where you're most likely to meet all these Asian people from Asia. Mm-hmm. And if you're Asian, if you're Asian person from Asia, you're most likely to meet Americans as your peers. In college, yeah. So it's such an intersectional point in society that is never talked about, you know. So I uh, and I'll, I'm lucky to be in a position to talk about it. So I wanted to tell this story. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, ripe for stories, and also yeah. like as as the cliche goes, write what you know. Yeah, and, and yeah, obviously. Yeah. And I think with storytelling, authenticity
1: resonates. And I think uh, that's why I wanted to tell it because I know I could tell. I knew what the. Um, how how this story would look like if it was told with authenticity like i knew what it should look like yeah
0: so so i had asked you also to uh pick your your favorite episode yes which i know again they're all your babies so it's yes, hard hard to pick high. an episode but interesting that you picked one that that in some ways actually relates back to the south park episode we talked about sure. so so again we're talking about uh, you know computers and, yeah. and hacking and, and and things like that and yeah
1: it was tough to pick one i gotta be honest but Uh, I like that episode. Uh, So, so, I mean, without context, uh, there's an episode in my TV show about um, where uh, I am doing work with uh, my co-star, Molly, uh, who plays Asher, and we're doing a, a school assignment, you know, essay, and her computer breaks down from a virus. And That's so an I, ancient
0: computer, like right. from, from the, like the late 80s right. or something.
1: She, she has, she's a poor student, so she buys this like, obsolete computer. And we end up getting a virus on it. And I'm very confident with my computer skills, so I try to fix it. And um, it, the whole thing becomes like a video game uh, of trying to complete these quests. And she so we we attack it in a two- pronged manner, the problem. I try to fix a computer, and she tries to get an extension on the assignment, and her excuse for getting an extension is um, uh, because the school doesn't accept computer problems as a a, a a reason to get an extension, but for some reason, and this is true by the way, this is Melbourne University. This happened to my friend where they don't accept if your computer breaks down, that's not an excuse but one of my friends got a got an extension because they broke up with someone the, so yeah which, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I mean figure that out right bizarre and, yeah. yeah so the episode is about her basically discovering that um having a computer virus is not a reason to be granted an extension but breaking up with someone is so she kind of pretends to break up with me and the whole thing kind of meets in the middle again where I have to kind of prove that we broke up or whatever yeah and, and so um I, I like the episode because uh, uh there's a uh kind of in game element with it. We kind of make fun of the uh the, the video game trope in terms of questing. Yeah, yeah completing quests. Especially
0: like those those early nineties, right. like low res uh, Yeah, low, uh, yeah uh, late eighties. Eight, eight, yeah. yeah, eight bit
1: yeah. Uh, eight bit bit kind of um, uh aesthetic. And also um it's uh the storyline this episode in particular, I feel like the A and B stories met up quite nicely where uh, the B story ended up being a solution for the A story. Like, it just met yeah. up in the middle, and then we see callbacks to earlier things, and, you know, I'm pretty happy with how the episode turned out. Um, so that's why I picked it, but, um, I mean, that was tough. It was tough yeah. to pick one. Yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah.
0: It's called Extension Quest. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, another episode that I watched... Uh, uh, actually has uh, there's an American character yes. uh, who's a friend of yours and, and yeah. who is unwilling to try new things at yeah. first and yeah. then eventually discovers you know, bubble tea yes. or or you guys never actually called it boba in the episode which I thought maybe that's an Australian yeah. thing they don't call it boba no no it's an Asian thing we just call it bubble tea yeah 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 so so but uh, but you know it's hysterical to see him like you know be infatuated by it all of a sudden and it's a right. nice message given the world we live in right sure, now sure. and just reminding people to. You know that the uh, that there are there there is a world out the out yeah. those doors.
1: Yeah, and I think what's well, one thing I got from the Daily Show is one thing that influenced my comedy. of the Daily Show was at the Daily Show, we're always asking what are we trying to say? What are we trying to say with this? So this joke is funny, but what are we trying to say? And that's something I never really focused on before I started at the Daily Show. Before that, it was how do we make people laugh? But what you're trying, what are we trying to say? Is such a powerful question because it, I think if, if if done right it adds more to whatever joke you're telling because you're not only making people laugh you're making people laugh for a reason or whatever that is you know and I, that kind of I think that hits a bit harder so if that episode the one you just talked about the bubble tea episode um, that was very much on my mind like are we trying you know what are we trying to save this episode about how when we tell stories about Asia from a western perspective it's always like like we're being very diverse and we're inclusive, but from our perspective we're like this is just normal life right. like you're making it out, and in a weird way, by you trying to frame it as diversity you're making it weird
0: because <laughs> for us this isn't this is like right. normal right. right right exactly yeah yeah, so, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like you're just going to Mcdonald's right or, yeah right we're well, just is, having bubble tea yeah. like, it's, a not, it's this and, is not a, <laughs> right when
1: you if it was a western perspective, it would be look at this usual look how like cool this is and 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 how um open-minded we are to this stuff <laughs> and for us well like it's just bubble tea man like right. just relax yeah. cuz i i i didn't know like i you know i i i guess i, I mean i'm not like addicted to bubble tea but i have it once in a while and i I would remember i remember bringing because i grew up in asia and it was nothing and then you bring like oh, white friends to it and they're always so weirded out and like <laughs> they made it into this huge thing yeah. that i always felt like yo you don't have to have it right don't have it like don't you know i didn't know it's such a big they make it into this huge it's just like milk tea it's right. just milk tea that's all it is but they made it into this like exotic thing that I felt was actually kind of frustrating because i'm like it's just milk tea guys it's yeah. not even yeah. that crazy yeah exactly yeah no that's that, but thanks for watching it by the way. And you, and you watch a lot of tv so i mean you know uh the fact that you thought there was something in there you know that that means a lot
0: yeah no no absolutely yeah. uh hey the other thing before i let you go no, is uh crazy rich asians yes so which uh we're very excited about yeah. um so and, and obviously you're in that as well. Yes, yes. Uh, Tell us real quick, uh, sort of your your involvement and, and what should, we should be looking forward to. Sure.
1: So uh, I, I mean, I play a, a huge dick in the movie, um, <laughs> which uh, very little acting needed to be done for that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's method
0: acting, so, right? Just oh, uh, it's not even method. It was to go <laughs> on stage, and be yourself. Yeah. You
1: know? uh, and um, it's uh, man, where do you start with this? I mean, all Asian cast. It's a Singapore story, which hits particularly close to home for me because I grew up in yeah, Singapore. Yeah and to see singapore portrayed in hollywood in a hollywood movie as a character in the movie the way new york is a character in a woody allen film you know um is portrayed with you know dignity and class and as a positive place you know where cool things happen is is cool it's yeah. fun um and it's kind of given its due you know as a as a as a, as a fully fledged place to live and um you know there's a lot of layers in this movie at its very surface level it's a rom-com um about you know obviously rich asian people but there's a lot of intersectional um points in there about um asian americans reconnecting with their asian roots Mm -hmm. uh there's obviously a love story there but it's also about class it's a it's a class issue about uh you know rich families and poor families and um, kind of your, your how much do you owe your family in your personal life individualism versus kind of uh, uh, family thinking group thinking you know uh, competing philosophies east and west um, and uh, yeah there 's a lot of layers to it I find very interesting um, that haven 't really been talked about yeah in in western media I think because uh, a lot of people kind of lump it. You know, Asian stories as one thing, but Asian people aren't a monolith. You know, so uh, this 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 story is so specific; it's so interesting to me that it got so specific to Singapore, Singapore Chinese people. Yeah, you know, we're not even talking about like Chinese people. We're talking about Singapore Chinese people. It's such a niche thing, but it goes back to what I said about authenticity resonates. So you can tell niche stories, but if they're they come from an authentic place, I think it resonates with people. Yeah. So, um yeah i don't know how to uh you know how else to describe it
0: other than we know you're a dick yeah so if
1: you like seeing uh chinese people be huge dicks which is kind of empowering <laughs> to be honest uh yeah, uh yeah uh yeah check out the movie august 15th yeah we're very yeah. proud of it yeah. i saw it a few times already and um i think it's great obviously i'm biased uh it's a fun rom-com it's positive it 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 talks about, it it portrays Asian culture without being heavy-handed about it. And that's one of my favorite things about the movie, amongst many, many things, that it doesn't explain itself. It just kind of shows Asian culture, and everyone gets it. We all get what, you know, we all get what a dumpling is. We don't need to go into how this is like a traditional Chinese food that's served. You know, like, we get it. You're making dumplings, we get it, you know. So they would show Asian culture without over-explaining it, which I think is one of the strongest things to take away from the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll definitely look forward to that yeah. and, and the series as well. It's a good time to be Ronnie.
1: Oh, it's okay. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot. I Hope yeah. people watch the TV show hope they like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and yeah, so the TV show by the way, it's uh, going to be available on the app right? It's yes. it's digital.
1: I think it'll be on comedycentral.com as well, but it's mainly on the app. It'll be uh it's airing August 13th. It will air on the channel as well, but it's available on demand on the app. The pilot is always available. Without logging in, um, and I think the episodes got better the more we did it. So I hope people give it a chance. You know, the pilot, and then if you give it a chance, I think it gets stronger and stronger.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, yeah. and and uh, also uh, you know feel free to pirate it, right? Yeah, feel so, free to pirate yeah, it. Yeah. It's already available it's, on torrents. It's <laughs> already been pirated around the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't Karma. don't don't have to wait until August. just no. Watch it right now. Do it right now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, there, interestingly enough, there's a there's a US it cut which I hasn't been part of because so the US version is 22 minutes and ah. the Australian version is 30 minutes
0: oh so so you yeah. had to, you had to. that's a lot to have to cut yeah yeah but you know
1: sometimes with comedy uh less is more yeah you know with comedy um the cuts I thought would be brutal but they uh, you know I think they kind of made the show a bit better yeah and now that I know I'm I'm kind of I know more about making television so I was able to kind of really analyze what To make and whatnot to make i mean this is the first thing i first tv show i ever made so i was very much learning on the job and so having the benefit of working on a daily show and seeing the whole series and being able to go back and cut it down i think it's you know hugely beneficial so with the exception of the pilot which i wish we got a little bit more time with because pilots are tough you know you gotta set up a universe and tell a story um so we i I, you know i wish we got a little bit more time with that in terms of episode length the other episodes i feel are Stronger for being a little shorter. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. I mean, that's a little geeky
0: TV writing thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In- I'm sure your
1: fans will appreciate. Yeah. So, yeah, it's
0: in- inside uh, so, the behind the scenes on how yeah, it's made. Well, Ronnie, thanks so much for dropping by. I very good to see it. you again, Michael. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. definitely. that's it for this edition of my favorite episode join us again next time as we once again explore another guest pick and be sure to subscribe to my favorite episode on apple Podcasts, stitcher or anywhere you download podcasts also head on over to variety.com for your daily fix of tv news analysis and reviews i'm michael schneider and we'll see you again next time